Is part of New York's statutorily mandated transition away from fossil fuels, more and more property owners are eyeing heat pumps as a means to keep their homes cool in the summer and warm in the winter. But in order to ensure an affordable, widespread adoption of the technology, the geothermal industry is looking to change certain restrictions that hamper their prospects, including a 500-foot rule that is a holdover from drilling for oil and gas. For more on the legislative effort to change this law, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Heather Deese, Senior Director of Policy and Regulatory Affairs for Dandelion Energy, which installs geothermal systems into new and existing homes. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thanks for having me. So before we get into the specifics of this bill and how it looks to regulate boreholes, can you give listeners the introductory or 101 explanation of how a heat pump system actually works? Because I have to imagine for some people when they hear the idea that they can both keep a house cool in the summer and warm in the winter, uh, it might sound like magic almost. Absolutely. A heat pump as a basic piece of equipment is something that most of us are probably using most days because our refrigerator in our home is a heat pump. That heat pump works in one direction. It removes heat from inside the refrigerator and puts it outside into your kitchen so that your inside of your refrigerator stays cool. The heat pumps that uh, we use in homes and buildings work in both directions. So you can switch them as needed seasonally to either pull heat from outside into the building to make it warmer inside or pull heat from inside the building to the outside to make it cooler in the summer. Um, There's two primary types of heat pumps. One is an air source heat pump. So in that case, you're actually using the outside air to pull some heat out and bring it into the home and in the reverse in the summer. In the case of geothermal, we're actually using the heat that's underground or the the ability to, to drop heat underground. And the reason that that is so powerful is because once you get below the frost line, so below four, five, six feet deep, the temperature of the earth remains a steady 50, 55 degrees year round. And so that means in the middle of the winter, you can pull a little bit of heat out of that ground using some piping to, to passively move heat back and forth and bring that heat into your home. And it's much closer to the temperature that you want your home to be than the outside air. And the same is true in reverse in the summer. It's much easier to dump heat from the home into the ground via this geothermal piping than it is to get the air inside your house to be much cooler than outside. As a result, geothermal heating and cooling systems, geothermal heat pumps use about half the electricity of an air source heat pump system over the course of a year. sometimes even a third or a quarter as much electricity on the coldest day of the year. So geothermal systems have this piping that's underground, so it's more expensive to install upfront than an air source heat pump, but much, much cheaper and more energy efficient in the long run because you use so much less electricity. So according to the plan from the state's Climate Action Council, which is responsible for crafting a roadmap to dramatically reducing the state's carbon footprint by 2050, they note in their scoping plan that DEC regulations for oil and gas wells can also apply to geothermal wells. What's the practical ramifications of having that broad umbrella spread across these potentially very different industries? Yeah, that's right. So heat pumps are going to be the way that we electrify our homes and and buildings for the state of New York. It's going to include a mix of air source heat pumps and ground source heat pumps. The Climate Action Council 
its working groups and analysis teams put together a whole set of different scenarios where they looked at how many of each different type of heat pump we might have, and they settled out at a sort of most beneficial scenario, best cost of benefit, if you had about one in every four heat pumps be a ground source or geothermal heat pump. That means of the 2 million electrified and electric ready homes that the Climate Action Council plan called for by 2030, about a half million of those should be geothermal ground source heat pumps. And what's the ramifications, though, of trying to realize that goal of 500,000 geothermal heat pumps while playing under the existing rules where the geothermal wells sometimes fall under the same type of regulatory framework as oil and gas wells, specifically as it pertains to what's referred to as uh, this 500-foot rule. This was what we've really been struggling with as an industry for years in New York, and it's a rule that's specific to New York. It's an outdated, arbitrary cut off at 500 foot deep to say that at less than 500 foot deep, geothermal drilling for boreholes in the state is regulated under the same part of the environmental agency as water well drilling, because it's a quite similar activity, just geothermal actually has less impact than, than water well drilling, since you essentially close up the hole after you put the piping in. But deeper than 500 feet, geothermal was lumped in many years ago with oil and gas regulations. And the reason for that was because at the time, the assumption when the laws were written was that the only type of geothermal that would ever be deeper than 500 feet would be steam generation for electricity generation from geothermal, which is a completely different technology. So what's happened in the last few decades is that our industry putting these plastic pipes in the grounds that are closed loop no exchange with the environment at all, except for heat passively moving back and forth between the fluid in the pipe and the ground. Our industry has just progressed over the decades and gotten to where we can now efficiently drill and put this piping down deeper and deeper. So instead of 100 or 200 feet for your geothermal borehole in your yard for a home, we now are looking at instances where it makes sense for homes to go down to four or five or 600 feet deep. If you have a home that has a heating system that requires 550 foot deep, say, of ground loop, which is what we call that piping underground, then today you have to do two separate boreholes in the state of New York. And that's not true in in neighboring states, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont. You could just go down to 550 feet. And so that's what we really wanted to see in New York. It's so important because the geothermal boreholes need to be a little bit spaced out from each other if you're going to have more than one. And many, many pieces of property, both individual homes and especially larger buildings in the urban areas, don't have the room for multiple boreholes. And so they could do a geothermal system if they could drill the 550 or 575 feet deep in one hole, but they don't have enough space in their yard to do two holes. And so they can't go to geothermal today. So in order for the state to meet its climate goals, in order for homeowners and buildings, commercial operators to be able to take advantage of the lower utility bills and ongoing electricity costs from geothermal, we really just need to be able to get rid of this outdated regulation and and modernize it for today's technology. Well, then how does the legislation approved by a overwhelming bipartisan majority in Albany begin to address this situation? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the overwhelming bipartisan support. We were just absolutely thrilled 
What the bill does is essentially take all geothermal boreholes that use this closed loop technology that I've been talking about and move them from the minerals management, oil and gas regulatory part of the Department of Environmental Conservation and move them instead to the water um, conservation um, part of the agency where the shallower geothermal systems are regulated today. So it puts all the closed loop geothermal heating and cooling um, system installations in one place um, in the same uh, part of the Department of Environmental Conservation that regulates um, water well drilling. And in the scoping plan from the Climate Action Council, there's some references to also changing the fee structure for some of this and some of the financial security requirements for these types of mines. Is that included in this legislation? Is there any change to the financial arrangements that are necessary for digging these holes? Yes, that's right. What this legislation does is just move uh, this type of technology completely out of those oil and gas regulations. All of those existing requirements won't apply to this technology. And instead, the regulation will happen as it does for shallower boreholes today under the the same part of DEC that does the water well drilling and and shallower geothermal systems today. So it's, it's basically acknowledging the very low local environmental impact of um, drilling this borehole and installing the plastic piping. And then the borehole is closed back up again with grout and sort of fully encased so that there's no exchange at all with the environment. If this bill becomes law, what does it mean for the future development of geothermal wells? Are we going to see a dramatic increase of these types of heat pumps that utilize this technology? Or do you think there's going to be a slower growth, but growth in the future? What sort of changes are you anticipating? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the industry has just absolutely gone through a huge change in the last year with the passage of the Federal Inflation Reduction Act. There are now really powerful tax incentives in place And that means that there is now a huge amount of interest. And the state of New York, the utilities in New York are all incentivizing this technology with clean heat rebates because of the energy efficiency value. There's a major priority on making sure that a huge percentage of the the buildings are electrified with this technology. So there's just all these benefits. And we just have this antiquated barrier that if we can get it removed, is really going to unlock huge opportunity. We're anticipating doubling or tripling growth of the industry at the individual residential installations every year going forward, and probably significantly faster growth than that in the commercial building space. The doubling or tripling, is that a product, though, of the subsidies that are available now, or is that going to be a result largely of this legislation if it became law? What we've identified is both that it will be more cost-effective, cheaper to install the same system that will perform the same way for our customer with being able to drill deeper. So in other words, customers and the state utilities, the state NYSERDA agency and individuals will be able to save money on the cost of installing their system with the passage of this law. 
again, instead of having to do two different boreholes on a pr property and set up that drill rig and attach piping horizontally between more locations, you can just do one single borehole. And the other piece that's really important is expanding the opportunity. There's so many building lots, home lots that just aren't aren't big enough for two boreholes. And so being able to just do that single one is the only way that that home will be able to participate and benefit from the lower utility costs. So it's really about opening up opportunity as well as bringing down the costs for customers. And we expect that to absolutely be contributing to the growth in the market. With the commercial building space with, with multi-story buildings um, in New York City and other urban areas really are gonna be very space constrained by real estate. You have to be able to fit all the boreholes for those buildings, which are definitely going to have multiple boreholes, but you have to be able to fit them all into the, the building footprint or into a parking lot footprint for an owner of that property. And if you can't do that, you're just not going to be able to install the whole building with geothermal. You're going to end up continuing to supplement with gas or having to use air source heat pumps with their higher operating cost and bigger grid impact. So the geothermal benefits really are space dependent and being able to go deeper means you don't have to spread out so much horizontally. And it really just makes the, the yes, no decision possible for a lot of the multi-story bigger buildings. Well, we've been speaking with Heather Deese. She's the Senior Director of Policy and Regulatory Affairs for Dandelion Energy. Heather, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, David. Support for the Capitol Press Room is provided by New York State United Teachers, a union of professionals in education, human services, and healthcare. Join us again for Capitol Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.